Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie D. Today we're talking... Sloths. Not the deadly sin sloth. The cool guy. The little slow guy. The special guy. He's like the most special guy, probably. I don't think they're cool. You don't think they're cool? You called him a cool guy. I don't uh, think he's cool. What the cool. fuck? Why? Why aren't they cool? Because I think they have the same vibe of like the people that grow into the couch. They're always slimy. Uh-huh. They always hang out. I feel like they are not hygienic. I feel like they're one of those animals where probably people would go in the jungle and they probably like, you would look up and there would be a sloth and the sloth would be taking a crap and the crap would take like three hours to come out of the sloth's butt. Just hanging out in the tree with a poopy butt. I don't think that's how they work, man. I think that they're like super cool, man. What about what about sloths makes them so cool, do you think? For one thing, they are always so happy. Look at them. They always got that look on their face. They're, like, cool with it. They're just, like, going with the flow, man. They're, like, hang ten. Right? I think they're neutral. I think they're hang three. I think that they're very cool and mellow, okay? Also, they're excellent looking. Like, top tier, excellent looking animals. They are, they are pretty cool looking because they have, like, the sort of pipe cleaner arms and legs they have like the kind of like kind of peopleish body like a monkey but they're not gonna kill you they will cut they will hug on you though and they're cute while they do it i get the vibe that they hug on you because they're trying to climb to the top of you and you just they're never there for long enough to get to the top <laughs> are they supposed to be smart i don't think so <laughs> Where are they on a scale of, like, koala to human? Let me, let me ask the internet. How smart are sloths? Sloths are so smart that they have a stomach that is split into four chambers. That, that, is, not, that is not an intellectual measure. <laughs> they are smart enough. They... <laughs> Uh, this website says that they were smart enough to evolve and, into living in the tree instead of being a ground sloth. They were I, smart enough to do that. I think <laughs> that is a misinterpretation of the idea of evolution as it exists. Let's look inside a sloth's brain. That's not going to take long. Um, brainiacs of the animal kingdom. This is just listing chimpanzees and dogs and stuff. We already know they're smart. Okay, this says that the brains of small sloths are small, but don't worry, they have just enough they need to hang on a tree like a dead log. <laughs> what more do you need, man? Like, okay, so the sloth, you don't have to be smart to be happy. No, you don't. You don't have to be no. smart to be cool. That's true, yeah. Right? Yeah, I wasn't, I mean, you were the one who brought up and said they were smart, and then... <laughs> That other person that other person said they were so smart they have four stomachs. I just feel like once the once the water starts getting muddy, I feel like we have to we have to clear that. We've created another issue. Let's clear that up before we figure out if they're cool or not. They have those fingers. Those are very smart. They're so smart that they let mold grow on themselves. I think that's pretty dope, actually, because they're, like, the most, like... They're definitely the most stoner animal out of all of them. If, can you think of an animal that is more of a stoner than a sloth? Maybe the guy that sat on the toilet until it grafted to his body. <laughs> not, no, because that guy, that guy was... No, that's not the same thing. Like, I'm talking about being, like, very, like, hacky sack... Like, it's okay, man. Don't worry about it, man. Like, that kind of, like, that, that the sloth has that vibe to me. Like, the guy who, like, neglected himself until he grew into his couch, that was, like, not the same vibe. <laughs> also, you said that they just poop from the tree, and I know that is not true, because one of the only sloth facts I know is that they always climb down from the tree and dig the hole and poop and pee. They do it once a week. Just wow. like just like me. Once a week, <laughs> they go take a crap in the same spot where they always do. Yeah. And they bury it, and then they climb back up the tree. And then when they got to poop again, next week, they come down, and they dig the hole in the same spot and poop in there again and bury it and then climb up the tree. They never fucking poop. And also, they're, like, so dope. 
I really sloths to me are like S tier animals. Like like my absolute like the pyramid of best animals to me. Like like imagine like an infographic with the triangle. Yeah. The triangle of best animals in my opinion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dogs. At the yeah, at the yeah, at the top. And that is the most true answer that always makes kids particularly our kid very aggravated because i've had this conversation 999 times where nona will ask me what my favorite animal is and i always say dog because it's just it is a dog it's not an octopus or something (laughs) right it's not a a chipmunk (laughs) right right it's not a king cobra. Right. It's it's a, it's a dog. Right. Okay. It's a triangle. Top of the top of the pyramid is dog. Yeah. Right? Clearly, yeah. Yeah. Until until one of the other two options can like live in my house and communicate ideas to me psychically the way a dog can, they will remain the number 2 and number 3 on the pyramid. But number 2 and number 3 are cows and sloths. Yeah. Those just... are my three favorite animals. And you can write it down. I really fucking dig sloths. I think they're very dope. <laughs> I would, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on the cows. I would say cows and goats. Cows, like, they they want you to love them. It's like, that's all they want. And they just, they will lick you like a dog. See, their dog-like qualities is what yeah. makes cows so great. Yeah, absolutely. And they have, you know, the big dog, when you get a big dog... It's like he doesn't know how big he is. Yeah, when you get a big dog and you get that kind of vibe where you can kind of slap him like he's a big bag of rice at the grocery store. And he likes it. Yeah, and he likes it and kind of leans into it. Right. Yeah, that's the that's the cow vibe. But we've already talked about cows. Natalie. What? Before we get too much further. It's how cool sloths are. What is a sloth? A sloth is a group of arboreal, neotropical, xenarthran mammals constituting the suborder Fallivora. <laughs> they are noted for their slowness of movement. They spend most of their lives hanging upside down in trees of tropical rainforests of South America and Central America. They are considered to be closely related to anteaters. I don't know that. Oh, really? Because the two of them, anteaters and sloths, make up the order Pelosa. Okay. Wow. Ant I didn't eaters. know that. I had no... I, I don't ever think about but, anteaters. Uh, but think about how an anteater looks. It looks like a right side up sloth, doesn't it? Not the face. Ignore the face, but the way it's got those kind of pipe cleaner arms and legs and kind of walks around like a doofus. That's <laughs> uh, good. Oh, I, my feelings. Oh, look at him. He kind of does look like a sloth He looks a like bit. a goddamn sloth. And if he, he looks didn't like an have elephant that, sloth. If he didn't have that old proboscis. Yeah. Oh, wow. Look at how uh, we're going to have to talk about anteaters. If you're in the Discord, and if you're not, join us. Patreon.com slash GarbageBrainUniversity. You've heard it before, but that's because it's so extremely important. Join us. Get on there. Sign up. Come in the Discord. Tell us if you want to hear about anteaters. We'll talk about them. Anteaters look like they would have some secret tricks. Think about it. Yeah, that tongue is like 14 inches long, dude. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> what if you had a giant elephant trunk with a 14-inch tongue sticking out of the end of it? I'd you be... could do anything you wanted. <laughs> I would I would hit the back wall of the sloth's third stomach. Right. <laughs> Bottoming out, baby. <laughs> That's fucking gross. <laughs> so... <laughs> There are six species of sloths. There's Bradypus, which is a three-toed sloth. There is a Coleopus, which is a two-toed sloth. And you might be interested to know that two-toed sloths have three toes on their back legs. That is not helpful. <laughs> I mean, in science terms, I mean, I, I feel you have just helped me because I assumed that they were, I assumed that they had two toes. Yeah. Yeah. So each of those, each of those two genera have three different sloth species. Okay. So there are three kinds of Bradypus and three kinds of the other kind. And they evolved parallel. They are distantly related. Oh, really? Right. And so they had parallel evolution, like with terrestrial ancestors, and then they just both developed into sloths. Okay, now you said terrestrial ancestors. 
So they were originally, the only ones I know about is the ground sloths that were in North America. Right. Those are the only ones I know about too. I've seen a I've seen a skeleton. Didn't you see that skeleton yeah, too? It was right. a big fucking was that skeleton. In Cleveland? It was bigger than a bear. Was it in Cleveland? It was somewhere. It oh. was somewhere. It was a whole skeleton of a of a giant North American ground sloth. Yeah. So Which they, sounds like something your mom would call you if you were a teenager. Right, right. All I know about the ground sloths is that they say that avocados evolved the way they did because then the ground sloths would eat them and then poop the seeds out. I guess that I guess that makes sense. You'd have to have something large and something with a high tolerance for food that was not good. Right, and like a high tolerance for for shitting out rocks the size of golf balls. Yeah, yeah, I could not do that. That would be... You might be able to. I feel like it would be way more of a trial. Shoot it out like a ping pong ball. (laughs) (laughs) I feel, yeah. Yeah, I would. Not really that. It's not really that big. Frog could do it. I would also probably want to drink about a glass of olive oil. <laughs> well, <laughs> you don't need I... to drink it. You can just shoot it up the back end first. <laughs> if can. you drink, if you drink a cup of olive oil first, you're gonna get diarrhea, and that's what's gonna shoot the ping pong ball out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just can't dry dog the avocado seed. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> you have to swallow it whole first. Yeah. It just... <laughs> I think you can do it. <laughs> I'm just saying whatever greases the wheel, it's got to... That's why. That's, the wheel. <laughs> that's why they said fuck it and went up the trees, because that's hard. Right. Right, so they evolved to live in trees because I guess people started fucking with them. Not people, whoever. So, okay. Anyway, so let's actually talk about the ground sloth, like, factually. Yeah, it's actual facts about him. Instead of just making shit up. Um, so, sloths were invented in South America. Okay. And they were isolated from other animals that were evolving. And then eventually started spreading through the Caribbean islands and into North America. They swim. And so they think that they had oceanic dispersal. Jesus Christ. And they got to the Greater Antilles. So the Greater Antilles is like Cuba uh-huh. and the and Dominica, uh, Haiti and the Dominican Republic. Right. So they swam there probably. Swimming there from South America is serious fucking they business. They probably swam there from like Panama. <laughs> Or something closer, right? Like maybe they got up to Mexico because they said they got to North America. (laughs) They weren't like swimming from Brazil. (laughs) They could have walked part of the way. That's all I'm saying is they they didn't go the whole way out in the water. That's... We talked before about how they they were going to be part of the swim contest and how they're a contender. Well, uh, so modern sloths can swim. I've heard. I'm sure. I'm sure you have information on that. But modern sloths can actually swim pretty well. So uh-huh. I guess it stands to bear that the original ground sloths—they were would... big. So they were probably swimming, motherfuckers. Like, whoa! Look my big arms. Like, I'm like a fucking crazy boat. That's what they're yeah, like. Yeah, and, and they do have big arms. I think that's one of the things. That's one of the things that would really get them going. He's got those little pinheads. Yeah. That's so great. So you want to put a little hat on one of them? Honestly, well, like a little, like a little beanie, <laughs> like a little knit hat. Well, I think the thing with the sloths is that their neck comes out and their face is kind of on the end of their neck. Yeah, <laughs> I love like, it. Like, like our neck comes up vertically and then our face is horizontal uh-huh. on it. So yeah. we got like a little right angle going on. Mm-hmm. But it would be like if our necks came out of our heads and then just like flat on the top of our head was our face. But then it looked right ways up because we were always hanging upside down from something. Oh, you love to see it. Just like, have you seen that optical illusion where they take they take somebody's face and they turn it 180 degrees. Their face is upside down, but then they turn they turn their eyes or they turn their eyes or their mouth or both or something. They 
flip those upside down so it looks you can't tell when it's upside down but then you turn it right ways up and it's mm -hmm. and it looks wrong that's like a sloth i think that's what's getting to me with the whole you're you're saying they're cute and they're smiling because you said put a hat on them and yeah, then i was like do you put it right onto their face on the end of their neck or do you put it on top of their head which is like kind of maybe on you the... tie it under their chin oh look at how beautiful they are how can you say they're not cute look at that guy Hey, buddy. Look at him. He's like, hey, man, it's all right. That's what he's like. You think that's what he's saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at, look at him. He's like, hey, don't worry about it. How can you say he doesn't look happy? He looks happy as a motherfucker. I, I think that's how their faces grow. Yeah, you love it. It's like when it, it it's like when a dog is opening its mouth, people will say the dog is smiling, yeah, and that's just not... It's just not, I mean, yeah, they have those little mouths. That's how they look. I don't think they're smiling at you because they like you. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> oh, they are. They love me also. There's no way I can love sloths as much as I do and not have them at least love me a little bit back. I mean, look at He's looking right at me. I mean, He's that's... looking right at me. <laughs> <laughs> look how cute he is. <laughs> that's just, don't you love, don't you love the human brain? <laughs> I love it. It's like that that picture, that photograph, the eyes are looking right at me. <laughs> what? I would hold one like a little guy, like a little fella. I would put him in a little shirt and his shirt would say, chill out, man. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I just really actually quite love sloths. And I'm like, in, I'm in a hole wanting to just look at pictures of sloths. Anyway. <laughs> So, ground sloths were the thing. They took the world by storm with their swimming prowess throughout South America, North America, and the Antilles. Right? Swimming, yeah. Swimming like a motherfucker. You say they're lazy. When they gotta get swimming, though, they fucking swim like a bitch. Right? They, they must have. They went so far. Right. So, okay. So, those were ground sloths. They started disappearing around 11,000 years ago. Yeah. Around the same time. Well, this, you know what? This is like fake. I don't think that that was around the same time humans started coming around because I think humans were around a very, very long time ago. They're trying to say that humans came around this loss 11,000 years ago. That's not accurate. I'm going to say that's not accurate. Anyway, so they said that humans were hunting the megafauna including ground sloth right now that that's true that's we know true. that humans hunted mammoths and i i know they have evidence of humans hunting ground sloths i just think that one that one figure suggesting humans emerged eleven thousand years ago that one is just not that's not yeah they took the wrong figure or something that's not accurate no. right right so they absolutely were hunted but okay so people hunted it's... them and so they were like oh we gotta go open the tree and so People would eat them. I think they'd probably be pretty gross to eat. Yeah, like eating a penguin or a cat. Why would you? How could you look at that face and want to eat them? Eating a porcupine. I just can't. I can't imagine. Certain animals, you just don't want to eat them. You can't imagine that it would be good. Right. They just look, they look like they smell bad. The sloths look like they smell bad. I bet you that they don't smell as bad as you think. I think they probably smell like the side of a tree or something. Okay. I think they're probably greasy, though. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's just mammals that live in environments like that, they're always greasy and stinky and stuff. Well, okay, so they are herbivores. Yeah. And they take a crap once a week and go downstairs and, and bury it, right? So I don't imagine they have, like, a lot of, like, poop smell on them. Yeah, poop smell is not usually the thing with animals. And they are just in the tree, and they just they probably get wet all the time because of hanging out in the tree in the rain, right? They probably just smell moldy. I think they smell, that's what I said, is I think they smell like the side of a tree, like an old mildewy tree. Like a little bit of like dirt smell and like moldy, I musty think, smell. I think they smell like the storage room at a bookstore. Yeah. A combination between a little bit of mold and a little bit of a guy who maybe washed three days ago, but he didn't really go anywhere. Right. Right. Maybe he smells a little bit like weed. <laughs> sloth though i'd give him a bath every day he wouldn't care he'd be very chilled out about it would you i think it would be very easy to give a sloth a bath all you would do is like on the side of the bathtub you would just put like a shower rod like going the length of the bathtub and you just hook them on and you yeah. just fill up the bathtub right <laughs> just dunk them <laughs>
dump like dump the rod. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mom. He'd be so fresh. He would smell like delicious. He'd smell like a Drakkar Noir. <laughs> what you do is you get a metal shower rod. You get a smooth one. Mm-hmm. And then you get a little, in your bathroom, you get a little basket like an Easter basket, like you could put a little bit of padding in there if you're having like a Martha's Vineyard Easter, or you could put like plastic Easter grass if you're having like an Ohio Easter. Right. But you dunk your sloth a couple times, dry them off. I bet he would like getting blow dried. Yeah, you tell, you like you t- I would tell mom. Shh, yeah, so and then when you're done, you very gently you tilt the shower rod and you slide him off, and he just slides all the way down. And plops right into the Easter basket, and then using the handle on the basket, you just carry him back to where you want him to go. No, I wrap him in a towel like a baby, and I carry him out like a baby, and I'm like, Andy, look at my baby! And I would make you be like, oh, look at a baby, and I'd make you give him a kiss. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that's exactly what would happen. <laughs> You've lived with me for 20 years. <laughs> I, uh, this thing is not a baby; it's actually a baby. It would be fine if you. It would be fine if you washed it off. I just would not go to like Costa Rica <laughs> and, and go and have a couple guides and have them swinging that big machete, going all through the bush, and then finally we come across some old dingy tree, and there's just some guy hanging out in it, yep. just really slowly chewing on one leaf, and they. Take him down, they're like... <laughs> Give him a kiss. He's a baby. <laughs> Besar, right? Besar. Besar un bebe. <laughs> Listen, you, you came all this way. You're I'm not... a Besar him. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just think about it. I mean, you went all that way. Just a little risk. What's a little risk between friends? <laughs> <laughs> a little peck on the sloth. You'd love to kiss him. <laughs> uh, so there were some giant sloths in the Caribbean until about 5,000 years ago. And they went extinct when people started colonizing the greater Antilles. Yeah. Yeah, they probably used up all the sloths in North America, got all the way down to Florida, extincted all the sloths, all the way down to Key West. Then they made it across on a boat, and they're like, yoink, there's still some of these big boys down here. <laughs> oh, yeah, I found a lot of the big boys. This, I, think, I can't imagine they would taste good. They'd probably be real chewy. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't have any insight. Well, if you're a genetic scientist and you could envision a Jurassic Park scenario where you extract the DNA of the extinct North American ground sloth and you have figured out a way to create an egg and fertilize it with the ground sloth and grow a ground sloth so that we could taste it. (laughs) Shout out on the Discord. Right, right. He loves to what, taste it. That's what it's there for. That's right. what it's there for. Maybe you could just do like an impossible burger of what a ground sloth would have tasted like. Oh, I would do. That would be that's so much. That's a million much. dollar idea. <laughs> <laughs> I found my stick, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie, that, that is because I think... Of course, you could have the direct-to-consumer, but first, you get that first wave. All those French Laundry-type motherfuckers, do you want to eat a sloth? Oh, well, of course. All of the most ultra-fancy people would want to go in and have an impossible sloth burger. Right. I'm talking about a company that makes artificial meat of everything anything you could ever imagine you can get an artificial steak of it and just like sate your curiosity without ever having to kill something like a penguin or a bigfoot you could get an impossible bigfoot burger right I don't know. I watched that Peter Kane video where he ate the Bigfoot and he seemed to be tripping balls and it also made him like uh, very powerful. (laughs) What if there was one animal that has existed in all of time that you would want to try and see what it tried like, assuming that the impossible version of it, like the lab grown fake meat of it. The most dangerous game of all, man. Oh, you would just go straight for the people straight burger? Straight for the long pig, baby. 
I'm like not. Give me the impossible long pig, and then I will be like, okay, now I can recognize it. So if anyone tries to sneak me some some human meat later, I can tell. Oh, okay. So more of like a self defense scenario. Yeah. Like you can't. <laughs> you can't trick me. I've tasted it before. <laughs> impossible people. <laughs> Maybe like owl. I bet you an owl would taste weird. Owl would definitely. Owl would definitely taste weird. I'm trying to think what what used. I mean, I would dolphins. I would go for the easy. I would just go for the passenger pigeon. Right. Because I think it would be good. Because they did used to just kill millions and millions of them. But right. it's been extinct for uh, uh, 109 years. Right. Didn't they mostly kill those to decorate their hats and shit with them? It was, it was ludicrous. They would just, <laughs> they would fire guns into huge swarms of them, really. And this, the, the important thing to realize with behavior like this. Now, the last passenger pigeon died in Cincinnati in captivity in 1912. Uh-huh. And there's like a whole monument in the Cincinnati Zoo to this. I went past it many times as I was a kid. The important thing to realize about this, which is that there were millions, perhaps billions of passenger pigeons in America. And there was an estimate that a swarm of passenger pigeons may have had the biggest swarm ever seen of passenger pigeons may have had a million of them just in that one swarm. The important thing, though, to to realize about things like this that happened 100 or 150 years ago is that we haven't evolved as people. There has been not enough time for evolution. There has not been any environmental selectivity away from the behavior that would cause you to fire a gun into an enormous cloud of birds and just watch them rain down and walk away. <laughs> we have not evolved. We have better access to to nutrition and we have better vitamins and we can make the best of what we have, but we have not undergone any evolution. We're this we're the same people. Right. There's like nothing different. Like you could dig up some some dude who died in like fourth thousand bc who got frozen in a block of ice and you, you can have the ice thaw out and then the guy plops out and you're you're thinking that you found a murder victim that died like last week i think that people even you said four thousand bc i think six thousand years would be what 300 generations yeah, roughly nothing nothing you would get you might get some changes but i really don't think it would be as drastic as you would it would be within, maybe instinctively think yeah it would be within the span of normal human being differences like it would not be recognizable as being not human in the same way that we are it would be like like it would be someone you could you will walk by on the street like that's how different they would be yeah yeah, I think, I mean, they would, I'm, it probably would not look like it in a Northern European, <laughs> unless you were in Northern Europe. Right, right. But I mean, that's not, that's not necessarily like the baseline, like average person that you're going to walk, walk by. Right. Yeah. No, uh, uh, Nona and I were talking the other day. I think you may have been there too is uh, uh, Nona and I were talking the other day and we're talking as you do with your 13 year old about reincarnation. Sure. And metaphysics. And she said, well, you know, you get reincarnated, you could be anywhere. And I think you maybe said, well, it's most likely that if you were to be born on earth, you'd be born as a Chinese boy. Mm -hmm. That is the statistically most likely outcome if you roll the dice outcome if you were to become a person on earth but nona and i were talking about it today and we were talking about the idea of doing things during your life and my my postulation that it doesn't matter how you die because it's the thing you have to worry about the least and it's the thing you have to think about the least as soon as it happens you don't have to think about it anymore whereas something good or bad happens to you earlier in your life you might have 40 or 60 or 100 years to think about it right right and she said something very interesting to me she was like well and then you get reincarnated and then you don't remember or maybe you just go to hell and i was like well you know there's uh, nobody knows there's all these different outcomes 
Maybe you just disappear. Maybe you go to heaven and hell. Probably the least likely out of all the outcomes. Maybe you get reincarnated. Maybe you just join this cosmic life force. And she's like, well, maybe you come back as a bug. That's probably more likely than a Chinese man. And I said, well, if you're thinking of one human's consciousness as a soul, which is how some people think about it, mm -hmm. You have the body and you have the soul and you look at a dog and some people may think that the dog doesn't have a soul. But I would look at a dog and say, I think the dog has a soul. Yeah, uh -huh. If you were to ask me just off the dome, do I think a dog has a soul? Sure. Is a dog ensouled? Well, then probably if a dog is ensouled, then probably all animals are and maybe plants. Right. And so the most likely thing might be if you are considering only animals as insult, then it's most likely you would come back as a bug. If you consider all living things to be insult, it would be most likely you would come back as a bacteria. I think everything is insult. Absolutely everything. I think that our possible existence of living on this same planet as everything else and having to pay is probably the lowest vibrational existence that you could have could have ended up with where do you think sloths are on the vibrational ladder i think that they're probably very i mean i think that being reincarnated with as a sloth would probably be all right i would be okay with that man well tell me so we talked about the ground sloths tell me more about modern day sloths okay so i got my little thing around i found my stick okay yeah i mentioned before like the last few episodes i have not i lost my stick right yeah and so i was banging my xylophone on the table <laughs> but Mystery of mysteries. I came and sat down here the other day, and my xylophone that has been sitting in the same damn spot with no stick in it, the stick was in it. I don't know how it got there. I think you put it on. I think no, I would have remembered finding the stick because I would have said, "Look, I fucking found the stick." I certainly would have noticed if I put it there. I had lost that stick. It has been months since I had known where the stick was, and if I found the stick myself, I would have been like, "Oh my god, my stick!" Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That no, that sounds right. Yeah, <laughs> I found it. God damn it! Right. That's there. That's, it is. That is exactly what you right, would say. That's what yeah. I would have said. So anyway, so um, we were gonna talk about regular sloths, and um, I was gonna get my stick out because I want you to guess how big they are. I, you know, I think I assumed just having seen a picture of a sloth here and there, I think I assumed they were maybe the size of a leopard when I was younger. But I have since seen, because I feel like sloths have, have had kind of their moment. Maybe there was a publicity cycle. I don't know. There was a sloth <laughs> charity or something. I don't know. But I feel like starting a few years ago, there was something where people would hug sloths and then they would write up articles and say, did you know that you can go to Ecuador and you can hug a sloth? Yeah. So I feel like they're actually pretty small. I think a sloth, I think their body is a little larger than a cat. But then they have those pipe cleaner arms and legs that are, that are longer. Ooh, like the longer. communion alien with the loop-de-loop -loop arms. Yeah, I I mean sloths do. They have a they have a nice coat. It looks kind of like a wiry coat, maybe yeah, like a terrier. Yeah, terrier pipe cleaners. Yeah, cute so what? Little face. So what are you what What are you asking? Weight, How length. Big? Yeah, all of it. Oh god. Uh oh, of just a regular adult sloth. Yeah, yeah. A specific breed, or are they all about the it's same? It's a span of all sloths, baby. The span. So what do I have to do? Do I have to hit somewhere in the span? Uh. Yeah, and, and got a span for weights and a span for length. And I also have a little detail about how long their tails are. I didn't know they had tails. I didn't know they had tails. So, think about it. They never show you the back end of a no. sloth. I bet you they got a cute little butt. You think so? I yeah. bet there's some terror happening back there. I wonder if they have butts like baboons. <laughs> Guess how big a sloth is so I can look up what their butt looks like. <laughs> An adult sloth, I'm going to guess 20 pounds. No, that's too big. Too big? Yeah, baby. They, big. they, see, they're even smaller than I thought. I thought the people hugging them were maybe hugging the baby ones to try to get you to give more money to right. sloth. No. In, in the length, are you talking about the length of their body? Yeah, baby. 
or like all of their limbs if they stretch out all the way because those are two very different measurements i think that maybe if they're standing up straight that's usually i feel like a the proportions of a sloth if i'm imagining them i think its arms are probably longer than its torso its arms and legs are probably longer than its torso it it would be in it would be hard for me to imagine the length because are you talking about just the length of its torso from its butt to its head? I would say, I would guess from the bottom of its feet to the top of its head standing up. Because when you measure a bird, it has like its length and then it has its wingspan. I imagine that the sloth's arms would be like a wingspan measurement. And so you would not take that into consideration. But I've seen a sloth walking on the ground and they're like belly to the ground and they just like crawl. Right. But if you cut his arms off, would you say it was shorter? I thought you loved sloths. <laughs> saying that is so horrifying <laughs> that is the most that is the most awful thing i've ever heard you say i was saying we're gonna do it i obviously love a you flop. made me think about it <laughs> i'm just saying how long your arms are doesn't determine how tall you are i'm not you e- <laughs> I don't know. I have to pick a number. 20 inches. <laughs> nope. That's too little. Um, they are between 24 and 31 inches, and they weigh between 8 and 17 pounds. Really? Mm-hmm. So they are very lightweight and spindly. Yeah. Long. Right. How long are their tails, though? See, I didn't know they had tails. <laughs> Three inches. Two to two and a half inches. Oh my god. I can't believe that you got everything. So wrong. do you think so is it like a tuna can? <laughs> or the tail it, I would I would find out. Or is it more like a little very small naked tail, like a rat's tail, but like a little chode of a rat tail. Oh, I see its little tail. Oh, it's just like a little bump on it's, its ass. It's, it's like nothing. It's, it's like, like a nothing. little dog. Like if you have like a French bulldog or something and their tail's docked. It's like yeah. one of those kind of tails. Like a little stumper. Look, he's a fun fella. He's just showing his butt. It does not look like a baboon's butt, by the way. I w- that's what I imagined it would. Look at it. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> Fucking little fucker. I love him. You need <laughs> to stop looking at sloth pictures. Oh, sloth pics for teens. That's what you I You know what? I've what? got. I've got a fact though that I'm actually. I got a situation happening right now where I'm sloth-like. And you might think, oh, because because uh, you're slow or because you have a parasite. Okay. And, um, Both of those are true, but also uh, there's other reasons probably. I actually <laughs> I have three toenails going on on one foot. Do you want to see? Yes. Because my, my right toenail keeps falling out and then a new one will grow below. Uh-huh. And then you can see right at the end of my toenail, I have that above toenail. And then there's one coming in under. And then you can see right at the base... That one has come out, and then if you put your fingernail behind where it has stopped growing out, there is a third toenail growing beneath. Ah, is that walking life? That's your that's your bad toe that you had surgery on already, isn't it? Yeah, I had surgery on both my toes oh. when I was a kid, but they... They they, re- they really did that one. Yeah, they really got the toenail fucked up. It's fine. I don't think that we need to have toenails and fingernails. Uh, I think... I think it's nicer if we do. Well, yeah, because now that we're used to everybody having them, if nobody has them, then it's like, I that's weird. I think it would weird. rub your... Sh- if you didn't have a toenail all, I think it would rub inside your shoe in a way that you wouldn't like it. That's why I think you need them. Not because it's aesthetics. If it was... If you just didn't have any toenails, it's fine. Yeah. I, I would still be married to you. I would not divorce you or whatever. Well, that's good. <laughs> I do, because my toenails do keep falling out, so it's... Don't worry I'm about glad, it. I'm glad to know I'm not <laughs> towing the line here. Get it? <laughs> Our relationship is not based on how pretty your toes are. <laughs> um, did you know that sloths can see in color, but they're not that good at seeing stuff? They also can't hear stuff very well. That's part of their problem. 
Maybe they don't seem like they're smart because they just can't hear what you're asking them. Yeah, right. They're just like, they're just, they just sit in their tree and eat their fucking leaves and just chill out. I'm sure they are like receiving like so many transmissions from universal consciousness and they are like very much at one with the tree, right? Sharing energy with the tree, living in symbiosis with the tree and nature and their poop hole. And it's like they're probably very zen and, ch- and chilled out guys. You know what I like about a it's like a sloth is if a koala was cool. I just keep thinking about koalas and I think about how koalas have smooth brain and chlamydia and they just won't do anything and they if you take them off the tree they won't know what to eat and stuff. Right, sloths are not that bad and also they don't feed, feed poop to their babies and stuff. Like they're like just pretty cool like in general because of because of not being like a koala. They're like two sides of the same coin they're the good side but sloths have extremely slow metabolism their metabolism is less than half of what is expected for a mammal of their size and they are also very cool they keep a very low temperature even when they are being active slow and low yes so their temperature is like 86 to 93 degrees they are like I, that is I really very feel cool. like if I was to have a familiar, like as a as a, as as like a, an animal for me to communicate with psychically, I feel like it would probably be a sloth. Yeah. I'm always cold. My metabolism is really slow. I really like to chill out and meditate. Mine would be a dog for the thrill of the hunt. <laughs> you only like when I pet it. <laughs> you like getting a. Belly rubs. <laughs> you like to get some treats. What can I say? I'm a sucker for sitting down and getting a treat. <laughs> you like to sit down when someone tells you to. <laughs> <laughs> I say sit and you say how high. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so they're very cold. They have icy worms. They have the very low body temperature, but they are heterothermic. So their body temperature varies according to their environment. They're almost like cold-blooded. Really? And they can get so cold that they go into a torpor, like around 68 degrees. Like they'll they'll drop down to a very cold temperature and then they're just like... They just go dormant like a plant. Right. That's dope, man. Anyway, so they only move when they absolutely have to. And when they do move, they do it very, very slowly. And on average, they move about 13 feet per minute. That is not fast. No. (laughs) Per minute. Yeah, you can catch one. But if they are in danger and they really need to book it, they can go 15 feet per minute. (laughs) Instead of 13? Yeah. They can go 15. Right. And so that is why they sit in the branches all the time. And so they will eat and sleep and they will even have babies up in the branches of the trees. And they will even remain in the branches of the tree after they die. That's how hooked on they are and how little effort it takes for them to stay up there. They... Okay. Okay. So they must be structured in such a way that like they have to exert effort to like let go of the branch. It's probably like their natural state is to stay hooked on with right. zero effort. Like right. like on the NASCARs, how they normally turn left because the, otherwise they'd just be turning left the whole time. Right, right. When it comes to swimming, they can swim 44 feet per minute. So they can swim way faster than they can walk around. Like three times as fast uh-huh. as they can walk. Okay. How how many feet can you swim in a minute? I'm not sure, but I remember reading that the the average swimming speed for somebody is not very fast. Isn't it like two miles an hour is the average swimming speed? Uh, let me look it up. For an adult? Average. Oh, average. <laughs> Average adult swimming speed, two miles an hour. Okay, so I can walk, I can walk comfortably, I can walk three and a half miles an hour. Mm -hmm. I I don't think I I could swim two miles. You don't think you could swim two miles, period? No. I, when I was in college, I tried to be, like, I, I got there and I had all kinds of access to all, like, the 
workout facilities and stuff. And so I was like, I'm going to like do some exercise and see, like finding some kind of exercise that I can enjoy. Right. And I was like, well, about swimming, everyone likes to go swimming. And I tried swimming laps. That shit's hard. That's like the hardest kind of exercise I ever tried to do. It's like, hard. Actually it, doing laps. It requires a lot of breathing. And uh-huh. the thing that I found. I was smoking a lot when I was trying to do laps. <laughs> the thing I found is that really the best way to do that swimming is you got to stick your face down on the water. That makes it go a lot easier. But that is really not it for breathing. So you kind of got to. Yeah, right. You really are. <laughs> it's stressful. <laughs> your body wants to breathe so much, but you're underwater. Right. And that's like, it's not natural for me. I would much rather if you told me, hey, you're going to need to get over to that other side of the pool. I'd say no problem. And I just walk around the pool. I do a little doggy paddle, a little bounce across. Doop, a little doop. hop on the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> a little hop and float. <laughs> doop, doop, doop. Like that. Yeah, but swimming laps is really hard. That's why you can you can eat fifteen thousand calories a day if you swim laps all the time. <laughs> Remember all those articles about Michael Phelps? There's like Michael Phelps has to eat like fifteen thousand calories a day so he can train for his Olympics and the swimming pool. And he swims like four hours a day or some shit, and he eats fifteen thousand calories. And I'm like, he eats eight Big Macs, fourteen fries, nine bowls of cereal, some ice cream, a hot dog. <laughs> I I vaguely remember that, but like, I am never impressed by Olympic athletes. People will say Olympic athletes, oh, they work so hard. No, they did something fun. They did something fun every day, and then they ate extra. Yeah. If Michael, <laughs> if Michael Phelps wanted to impress me, he would get a job at a bank <laughs> and stay there. Right. Be get commendations from your boss and move up in the banking world. That's harder than swimming. You know why like... they don't make an Olympics for that? Because that's what everybody has to do. Right. Well, I mean, if if any of the people at work were the best at something that someone can make money off of, you can guarantee they would be not in the cubicle. I guess that's true. <laughs> I think, though, that I prefer... I think that Olympic athletes to me seem like they're in it for like the love of the of the of the win like they're in it, like i'm gonna be the best in the world whereas professional athletes are just trying to get like super fucking paid i think all of them do it because playing a game is better than a job <laughs> well everything's a job you know people say that like you know oh you're an artist you're a podcaster that's not working they like, just because they like what they do doesn't mean it's not work yeah yeah yeah, most of the most of the work is not the part that's fun. So I don't know. Maybe Michael Phelps has to do something he hates, even though swimming was always his favorite thing and his passion. And then he turned his swimming into his job. Maybe there's like a dark side of swimming where he has to do a bunch of spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> he has to like worry about doing interviews, and he has to like go flying all over the place to go swim at different places and pay yeah. the ass. And he has to fucking manage his social media. And then he got to go train. And it's like 4 o'clock in the morning. And he, he was getting fucking drunk all night. And he, oh, I got to fucking wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and train. Because I got to get on the airplane by noon. Then I... Yeah. Yeah, because my job is swimming. And if I'm dry, then so is my pocketbook. Right, right. I'm just saying. If, if it wasn't a little bit unpleasant, no one would pay it. No one gets paid to go to the water park and go down the water slides. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Now that would be a real stream. <laughs> I would I, then you would truly be a streamer. <laughs> you workshop that one a little more. <laughs> <laughs> so baby sloths, do you remember how koalas feed their baby shit? Yeah. Baby sloths learn what to eat by licking their mom's lips. So it's like they give little kisses to each other instead. Yeah. That's so much nicer than eating your mom's poop. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'll give you that. Um, all sloths eat the leaves of a plant called Cecropia. So they are much like koalas in that they over-specialize in what they eat. I didn't know that. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Two-toed sloths, though, will eat bugs and fruit and leaves and lizards and other stuff, too. That seems a little smarter, yeah. Yeah. Um, Three-toed sloths are almost entirely herbivorous, and they have very limited diets to leaves of only a few specific trees. And no other mammal digests his food slower than a sloth. Okay. Um, they have the same problem as the koalas do, where they only eat one thing, and that one thing hardly has any energy or nutrients, and it is very hard to digest. And so they have huge multi-chambered stomachs, and they have all kinds of bacteria that have to break down these leaves that are basically indigestible. And as much as two-thirds of the weight of a sloth is all of the food that it is trying to digest. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's like a frog. Uh-huh. Wow. That is awful. So they go, they pee and poop once a week. They don't pee up in a tree. They go down for that, too. They're so nice. That's nice habits. Uh, they go down and they dig their hole. They go to the bathroom in the hole. <laughs> they do their business. They bury it. And then they go back up the tree. And it is always, like, a very big deal when they have to go to the bathroom. Because that is when something's going to get them. Oh, okay. So, it also, it is, like, a major league energy expenditure for them to climb down the tree and then climb back up. It is exhausting. Sounds like it, yeah. So, there are there is a breed of moths that live in the sloth's fur and lay their eggs in the sloth's poop. Yeah. Are they called sloth moths? <laughs> it doesn't say what they're called. I would call them sloth moths. Sloth moths. moths. Okay, I'll call them that too. Uh, so the sloth moth will lay their eggs in the sloth poop. And then when they get mature and they are able to fly, they fly up and they live in the sloth that's up the tree. <laughs> Just straight up because that's where it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, it's always where it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> And they have a symbiotic relationship with a sloth, and they will live in their fur and promote the growth of algae, which apparently the sloths really like because they'll eat their own algae. <laughs> and they, like like I said, they will live basically in a single tree and eat the single tree and then bury their poop near the trunk of the tree and so they will also have a symbiotic relationship with the tree because the tree loves getting all of that poop oh yeah yeah once a week baby treat your trees right <laughs> do they have square poops no there what is it that has square poop something has a square poop it's not these guys did you know that sloths are designed to fall out of trees like it is like they're built to absorb it N- no like what do you mean um, on average, a sloth will fall out of a tree once a week for its entire life. What? <laughs> what? It only climbs down once a week. Yeah. So, maybe, But it falls out on accident a, a second time maybe, a week? Maybe it falls out of the tree to poop just to save himself to climb down, maybe. But they're adapted to that? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, I guess if... So think about this. So if sloths tend to climb up trees and they stay in the trees, that is some real evolutionary pressure. That is some some selective... Because the sloths that do not resist falling out of a tree do not breed as much. <laughs> so that is going to be some very strong evolutionary pressure. Right, right. And they can fall 100 feet without getting injured. Wow. Do you think there's any like air resistance going on? I don't know. Maybe it's just they're so chilled out they just go ploop. Like, you know how they say that if you are in a car accident and you're awake, you will get injured worse than if you get in a car accident and you're like a passenger and you're asleep because you will not anticipate the car colliding and tense up? I th- I've heard that before. That might not be true, that, but I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah. That sounds something like something a teacher would say. That's just like, that's just proof that you need to keep your vibes very chill, man. Just like, let it happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and when I say a teacher, I don't mean a good teacher. Like that sounds like something that a history teacher that was hired because he's a great soccer coach. That sounds like something <laughs> he would say. 
Yeah. And he would just say it offhand when you're supposed to be talking about the revolution or something. Right. So, uh, also, the sloths don't really fight that much, but if they do, it is usually fighting over a female for mating. And when sloths fight, the aim of the fight is to knock the other guy out of the tree. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because they're because they're just mellow, yeah. man. They're not they're yeah. not here to hurt anybody. They're just gonna knock you out of the tree, get you out of the way. It's gonna take you two days to get back up the tree. By that time, you're done fucking. It's fine. Maybe. How long does it take them to have sex? Uh, doesn't say. Well, if I had to guess, I would say longer than usual. Maybe they're just like one pump chumps. <laughs> Maybe, but what if the one pump lasts an eternity? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we need we need to look and see before we go. We need to see what a sloth dick looks like. That is always the most important question of every episode. What does a sloth dick look like? This is gonna be more furry porn. God damn it! Safe search on. Okay, there we go. That's the sloth from Madagascar. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't see it. That's, um, no, that's someone's finger. Uh, that's their urinary orifices. Are they sloth penises? I don't know. It doesn't. Anyway, we can't. It's a mystery. It seems to be a mystery. With looks like they maybe have dick bones like raccoons do. I'm basing that off of the picture of dick bones. <laughs> do sloths have penises? Only male sloths have penises. Okay. Headline. Experts suck at finding sloth penises. And that's... We've just shown that just now. Uh-huh. We've not... We're, we're experts, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently, it's an issue. Like, if you're a zoo or something, it is an issue that is so hard to tell the genders of the sloths apart that you will get the wrong one if you're a zoo. You'll be thinking you're going to get a female sloth and you'll end up with a male sloth because people can't sex them that easy. Wow. Sexing sloths is so difficult that experts who study them for a living have no real way of doing so accurately to the point that they've admitted that the only way to 100% know for certain if a sloth has a dick or not is to conduct a DNA test on its fur. (laughs) (laughs) I love them. That's awesome. So how do they fuck? How sloths do it. Sloth copulation. Okay, how do they do it though? Getting down to business. Here we go. Um, Females broadcast their willingness to mate with a kind of high-pitched scream. Oh, that's what I do. No, don't do that to me. Don't play me like that. Um, It seems like they don't even know. It is rarely witnessed in the wild, but researchers have reported seeing it occur both with the male mounting the female from behind and face-to-face, a.k.a. the sloth missionary position. It is brief, ending in just a few minutes, and the male may try to mate with her again a few minutes later. But again, they they have to DNA test them to tell if they have a dick or not. I was really looking forward to looking at sloth dicks in this episode, and I'm, I'm kind of just... Although I do think it's very cool of them to not have giant dicks. Yeah, that's pretty much the least rude way to go in the animal kingdom is just... You can either go the frog route and just have everything tucked up in your one hole. Mm-hmm. Or you can just have such a, a small and hard to find penis that not even the experts can find it. <laughs> not even the slothologists can find your sloth dick. They need to consult their DNA test. Like, ah, yes, this one's a boy one. I couldn't have told. <laughs> What did you learn about sauce today? Surprisingly small. Really still in my mind, they're on the scale of a jaguar. <laughs> what would be cool if they were? Just a jaguar. Just really two or three foot long pipe cleaner arms. Nice, strong boys. You know, think about it though. Like if they were so big, they wouldn't be able to live in the tree that well. Maybe yeah. a lot harder for them to hang in the tree. Yeah, that gravity would really rip them right out of the tree. Yeah. But they're good at falling out of the tree, but they would probably hit the ground harder and get hurt. Yeah, that's why I, that's why I won't even climb trees. You know how hard I, I, somebody in the park a million years from now would find a wily e. coyote me-shaped hole in the ground. 
and hey. be like this dumbass. <laughs> this American dumbass. <laughs> North American ground dumbass. <laughs> if you needed to go and get some insurance to pay for injuries after you fall out of a tree. Yeah. You know, yeah, in to, North in North America. In North America specifically. Corey Grell. Yeah, of course. Uh-huh. She's here to make it make sure that you get taken care of. And I I can't speak for her and this may not be correct, but <laughs> we're here we I, go anyway. <laughs> I think that the deductible for any sloth-based activities I think is really respectable, probably yeah. among the best in the industry. Cuz they're so safe. As far as sloth liability insurance Corey grell is really going to be the one you go to like five dollars a month maybe less yeah i would actually i would say contact her because <laughs> you know because you're probably right but you know what <laughs> by the time this airs it may it may have changed inflation supply chain issues <laughs> <laughs> you know Who's never going to get touched by the supply chain, Natalie? <laughs> it's Harlem Township. Harlem Township, self-sufficient, the only <laughs> self-sufficient township in Delaware County, Ohio. 18 of them, 17, not self-sufficient. Dependent on the supply chain, weak, foolish townships. <laughs> the fool's township. <laughs> Harlem Township, the genius's township. Fully self-sufficient. Whether you want goods or services, Harlem Township is here for you. Right. They have like a little convenience store. And this is a beautiful time of year to visit Harlem Township. If you're in Ohio or you're visiting Central Ohio, actually do make it a point to go stop out in Harlem Township. You'll be surprised at its natural beauty. That's naturally beautiful, just like you. This episode was suggested to us today by one of our superstar episode suggestors, the illuminated and elegante Knights of Suburbia. Thank you, Knights of Suburbia. Another great suggestion. If you'd like to make a suggestion to us for an episode for us to talk about in the future, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. Get in there, click the Discord button. You join our eternal chat room where you can talk with geniuses all over the world. We have several hundred of them in there. Join. You and they're all smart it. guys. God they are. Dude. They are all smart people, yeah. I hate. So thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. I love you. Goodbye.